There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, mm. pico de gallo, oh. purple cabbage, Yummy. and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Merry Christmas, Bo. Merry Christmas, Matt. And Merry Christmas to our readers. If you celebrate, it's Christmas Day. Yes. Merry Christmas to all the readers who celebrate. And to everyone who doesn't celebrate, happy holidays. And to everyone who doesn't give a fuck about any of that, hey, girl, whatever. Yes, yes. Yes. And this is, no matter what you celebrate, day 12, the 12 days of culture. Let's celebrate that. Did this kind of roll out the way you expected it to. I th- I was very surprised. To be honest with you, it came out even better than I ever could have dreamed. And I think it was, it, whose idea was it to do it? Was it a very much a joint thing? It was a joint thing. Like I was like, let's do a 12 days of something. And then you were like 12 days of culture. And then we were like, what does that mean? And then we were like, let's, and then you were the one who was like, let's pick out dates from history that have contributed gifts. Sometimes when we make decisions together, oh, Han I says, "Wow, erasure." Uh, did, did Hans come up with this? Check the receipts. Hans says, "Okay, we have a straight man who's sort of trying to take credit trying for our credit. creativity." Interesting. Hmm. I was going to say that oftentimes whenever we make creative decisions together, I literally immediately forget who thought of it. <laughs> but isn't that beautiful that it doesn't matter? Yes, it is. Because I, I don't think in those terms. I don't care about credit at all. When I do get possessive about that kind of thing, it's usually when I'm like in a bad place with it, when I feel weirdly about what's what's what the work is. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I guess like, yeah, for sure. It, like, But for me, it's like, I 
would never get irritated about something like that unless someone was literally going out of the way to be like, I came up with this, I thought of this, and I was involved equally. I'd be like, well, that's not true. Why are you saying that? But I feel like- Especially if they're trying to make money. I'm trying to make a buck off of of me. (laughs) And I will get my Uh lawyers. I will get my lawyers, Seth and Isaac, and and they will, they will, they were silent. They will kill you. They are silent killers. Okay. <laughs> My lawyers are silent killers. And you know what? Bowen My has the same lawyers killers. and they're silent killers. <laughs> so back off. What if you and I what? were in, to be against each other in a lawsuit? In a legal uh, moment? In a legal dispute. Honestly, Hans says check text. Guess what? We've moved on. Hans is going to sue us, I guess. Well, Hans, Seth and Isaac will kill you. In the words words of Taylor Swift, get a good lawyer because you're going to need one because our lawyers are silent killers. Sent you the receipts, Hans says. What the fuck? All right, what, what is he what saying? What are you talking about? Uh, Let's okay, just look. He sent us these screenshots. Oh my God. Here we go. He says, you, can you make it three Christmas episodes or about the 12 days of culture? Or hmm. about the 12 days of culture. And then I said, honestly, 12 days of culture is very funny. So, so, hmm. Oh, okay. Hans, so I, I hot, guess I'm, hot head of content Hans. We're eating crow, as they we're say. We're gonna. I, I hate eating crow. It's it's the worst. My least favorite food. <sighs> My least favorite poultry. It's such a gamey bird. Um, but I, I, bird. we're we're gonna have to damn damn bird apologize to I guess Ms. Hans who threw a fit just now in the chat. A fit. Why can't you be more like us when we say it doesn't? We don't really care about who takes credit. I keep telling Hans to be more like us. I really do. Namely, a gay man, so we can kiss him. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's just say that this is the final day of culture. And uh, why do you ask about the way it panned out? Were you pleasantly surprised as well and thrilled even? I was going to say, like, I really didn't know what to expect. I just liked, because, reader, we're just, we're going to let you in on some BTS. Oh. Top top 200 moments in culture history, a true joy. It was so fun. So fun. But we, the way it came together was a flurry of just like, <laughs> brum, 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 just like true, like, and, and in many ways that it's like ideal. That's like what I want every creative process to be like. Yeah. It's just to be free flowing and not, and have it not matter. But I kind of liked that. Not that, not that 12 days of culture wasn't free flowing. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I liked that we had the space and the air to really think about what dates we were going to commit to for the 12 Days of Culture. Right. And also, it's kind of become this thing, too, with the podcast at large, where obviously the pandemic has had us re-examine how we do the podcast, and we've really liked doing more episodes just together. Yes. And we've also talked about, maybe in the maybe going forward, that we will do more episodes like this that sort of examine a random thing and... um, and feel pointed, which is literally actually how it, the podcast started. That's right. That's very true. We're just going back to our roots. Going back to our roots. It was going to be every episode was about a certain um, cultural institution, and we like really went into it. That's why our first episode is called The Grammys, and I think the Grammys. The second episode with Anna Dresden is called American, American Idol. Idol, and I don't think we talked about it at all because she got there and she was like, "I don't watch it," <laughs> and we we're like, "Okay, cool. Well, you know, it won't really matter." But yeah, it's still perfect. You always go back home. Yes. And so I, that's all I wanted to do was just kind of get your gauge on, on what the 12 days were to you. I really enjoyed this a great deal. They've been my favorite. They've been my favorite. They've been, I think, been my favorite of the year besides the top 200 days. And of course, when Will Ferrell, our producer, came. When Will Ferrell, our producer, came. 
But I was, I'm going to make a controversial statement and say that they're, Uh-oh. I'm putting them on equal, equal footing. 12 days and top 200. Wow. Different, different things to get out of both of them, but both equally valuable. If you, whatever, whatever your, um, you know, meaning of value. Is. Whatever your persuasion, whatever your persuasion, whatever your persuasion, whatever, whatever your, your persuasion. persuasion, whatever you, th- and things change. But, you know, um, the 12 days of culture were a blast and I had so much fun. And this actually is today and you pitched this and I was really, really excited about this because I think it's form breaking. And we just came off an episode yesterday yes. where we didn't even say a date because it's an unknown date. It's an but unknown this date. actually, it looks ahead in such a beautiful way. And you said something so stunning about it. I, you said something stunning. Well, before I before I say that, I don't really remember what I said that was so stunning, but I do <laughs> want to say that this was another collaborative moment because mm. my sister, Matt Rogers, sent me a video of Shigeru oh, Miyamoto. Yes. yes. Walking through this oh, yes. land. Yes. And going, you have to watch this. I watched it. I go, oh my God, I cannot, I cannot believe this. I've never been so excited. And this led into the stunning thing you said. I said, this has to be the 12th day of culture. Yes. It's a beautiful intersection of our interests individually and as a duo. It's theme park culture. Mm-hmm. It's video game culture yep. intersecting. And the day of culture is as of this recording in the future. Oh, it looks ahead. It looks ahead. And that is a statement. And we are making a statement. It's so unbelievable. We've all we've done is look back on these on these episodes, but we're we're here to say there is culture ahead. There's culture Jesus. to look forward to. Not as all pulled back from the tide of the past. I'm crying so hard. I've never been this emotional in years. I'm crying so hard. I can never barely control myself. The, Look how much I'm crying. I'm crying, crying and deal. crying. I'm weeping really. A great deal. This is going to be definitely one of the most anticipated things of my life and of mine. And that's what makes it special. And of Miyamoto's. Oh my God, we have to talk about this. So this is the deal. On, On the, the 12th day, day of culture, culture it, it was... February 4th, 2021. Down, Down the, the pipe, pipe into, into Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo World. World. They made it a theme park, y'all. They made, they made, it a they park, made Nintendo y'all. a theme park. Girl, if you haven't seen the video of Miyamoto, the man behind some of the greatest video games of all time. Name another legend. Name another legend. Walking into this theme park in Universal Studios in Japan Mm. and showing you the functions of the bracelet that you can use to tap blocks to get coins. Mama. To go to Bowser's Castle and to Peach's Castle to the go get a meal. And to have a lot of little toads in the kitchen making food, screaming. So cute. Girl, wait, let's 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 literally break it down. Okay, so you, you this go. is, yes, a theme park land in Universal Studios Japan, which is coming to Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Studios Orlando at some point. But if you are a Mario person, a video game person, a Nintendo person at all, and like are interested in that world actualized. Girl, this video shows him walking in and you look up at like the landscape, like like you you're <sighs> basically in it. Like a video game. You see like that mountain and at the end, at the top, there's a flagpole. Yoshi's in the distance. All the little Yoshi's are popping around. The blocks are everywhere. It's you walk in allegedly and it's 
truly even beyond wizarding worlds of harry potter what they did with theme parks with that this feels more immersive it's crazy because <gasps> it's to scale jk rowling found dead found dead and gone sorry we even brought her up when you mention the wristbands like you can buy a wristband of course you gotta buy it of course but you basically hit a block don't know how that's gonna work with covid but that's what you do you hit a block <laughs> and you get coins on your wristband that i think you can sort of trade in for a prize later it's like an active amusement park theme park land that is nintendo Ugh. genius I mean, there's a, they came in with a New Yorker interview this week with him talking about how, like, this is, like, the culmination of, like, all of his work. It's beautiful. And he is truly, like, known as, like, one of, like, the nicest people in the industry. He, like, like everyone, like, sort of, like, rags on Nintendo for being, like, f for kids and stuff and that the, the games aren't violent and all that and all that stuff. But, like, Who his cares? whole his But his whole philosophy around, like, making video games and making these immersive interactive experiences is that it's like, it should be that it should encourage the idea that the world should be a kinder place. That's literally like verbatim, like what he's saying in this interview, everyone should check it out in the New Yorker. And also even Bowser is funny. <laughs> Bowser. I mean, you play some of the video games, some like the, 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 the non mainline Mario games. And it's like, Bowser is a sympathetic character. Like everyone, yeah. like, <laughs> No one is like truly fully evil. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, Nintendo games like have really raised us all in a way. Absolutely. Any, any, there's so many games. There's guarantee there's a Nintendo game unless you're a full, full, full fanatic. There's a Nintendo game that you haven't played that, that yet that you should. I just bought Matt, Matt Rogers a Nintendo Switch. I'm encouraging I'm him to play so the classics. Yes. He should play the classics. He should play, they have the Mario 3D All-Stars where they, it's Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, which is my favorite of those Which three. is the one you talked about the other day with Rosalina Slane. Yeah, with Rosalina, yes. Oh my God. You have to play. I'm going to be crying harder than I am now, which is hard. Harder that you are very crying very hard now, but you will cry harder. But you have to play Breath of the Wild. Readers, if you have played Breath of the Wild, you must beautifully bully Matt Rodgers into playing Breath of the Wild, one of the best video games ever made. And, Nintendo, and this is all Nintendo. This is all Miyamoto. This is all him. Like, like he's responsible yeah. for like Ocarina of Time and for like, you know, like all of these things. Like, oh, he's truly like one of the most like virtuosic people who has ever lived. I'm telling you. Yes. He's like fucking, he's like, he's like a, a Picasso. He's a genius. He is a true, he's a genius. he is a visionary. Let's just say that. I mean, I like take it he, back. Picasso, fuck Picasso. He's, but he's a true, <laughs> like no one, no one else has done what he has done with video games. Okay. Yeah, he is a visionary for sure. And also I love the worlds that he creates. And as a kid, I always loved the humor and I always really appreciated yes. the humor. And I actually, when I, you had to flip through the dialogue, I always loved it. I was that kid <gasps> when I would fall on the ground, I would reader, say, that, I would say that's, that's smarts. I would say, ouch, that's smarts. Because <gasps> like he, the kid, like I think Bowser said that one time in like Mario Party. And I thought, I used to say rubbish. I used to use the word rubbish because of that in Harry Potter. Like, trust me, like these- Gamer were, it's true they did raise me in a way and on, honestly it's it's like an influence but that donkey kong i did donkey play kong. you don't know this but i did play zelda when i was a kid because i was so yes. obsessed with the nintendo culture outside of that i mean mario kart is your standard forever and let's just yes. say to jump off that really quick you know that the main ride in Super Nintendo Land is, Mario, is Kart. Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. It's called Koopa's Challenge in Japan because that's what <gasps> Bowser is called in Japan, Koopa. That's right. Um, 
but literally it's a racing it's a state of the art i'm i'm so excited state of the art dark ride which is basically uh, if you dark? can picture like what cars is um when it goes inside it's a yes. dark, it's like and it's like the haunted mansion that's a dark ride harry potter and the forbidden journey that's a dark ride any ride that's indoors yes but isn't that perfect cuz Bowser's Castle and all the Mario Kart games is a dark ride. So the scenes are the different levels. So basically it starts out at Bowser's Castle on the outside. That The entrance to the ride is a huge Bowser's Castle. And then you go Ugh. in up this huge staircase and you see this big Bowser there. You walk past all the cups, like the Star Cup, the Mushroom Cup, all those things. And then you get on and it's sort of like, um, a, it's a racing ride. So there's two cars going at the same time and you wear augmented reality glasses, not 3D glasses, oh. augmented reality like on Instagram. Instagram, what Instagram filter yes. uses. So you wear those and that's how the animations pop up throughout. So because this is true, we probably can't even get videos of what it looks like because no videos are going to be able to get. the cameras can't get into the damn Yes. Eye. So it's going to be new for everyone when they do it. And wow. every, yes. So every scene is a level. And of course it ends at Rainbow Road. And I'm oh. telling you, this is going to be, I mean, the, what theme park rides have been able to do in terms of immersion? Like if you ever go to Universal or Disney, like the newer shit, it's truly wild. It's I know it's like tacky because they're huge corporations and we joke about it all the time, but like it is fun as fuck. And um, we have never seen, I don't think like a meeting of theme park ride and just concept in terms of what's already out there in media meet than Mario Kart the ride. I mean, who doesn't want to literally play Mario Kart? It's genius. It's going to be psycho. I cannot wait. And I would love to go to the experience anywhere in the world. Japan, Babe, I would be, like, Hollywood, here's the thing. When COVID Florida. clears up, because I've been saying I wanted to go to Asia anyway, but like, I would I would flat out go to Universal Studios Japan because they also have they still they're the last theme park Universal that has the yeah, original Back to the Future. No, they have the original Jaws oh, ride. Jaws. So I mean that that just to do that one more time would be such a cultural moment in my life because I am that big of a nerd. I want everyone to understand that is as deep as it goes for any <gasps> human being is the the theme park shit. I have these videos that I watch on YouTube. You guys would not believe the shit that I spend my the time history. on. Like I, I I watch this thing Defunct Land which is about all the old rides. That's really fun. But then I watch like daily construction videos. Like I'm all up to date <laughs> on what's happening like across the globe in theme parks. It's a really weird hobby that I'm being vulnerable about in sharing right now, darling dears. We are we we all accept this. Don't you can feel vulnerable, but I follow this Twitter called at bio reconstruct, which is literally that it's like them posting about like what the progress is on the Velocicoaster and Universal Studios, which is the big Jurassic World roller coaster that's coming out next year, which looks also absolutely insane. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details what are you so excited about coming up besides Super Nintendo? Oh my God, Tron coming to the Magic Kingdom. I mean, you've also done Tron. You did it in, in Disney in China. In and it was at Hong Kong, Shanghai. Shanghai. Um, but incredible. I mean, that's going to be very exciting. Also, the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster they're putting in Epcot. It's like a huge building. It's like a launched family coaster. I don't know what that means, but it said it's apparently going to be the quote unquote most advanced storytelling coaster in the world. Like that it's going to be <laughs> like have like dark ride story elements, but be a legit roller coaster. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening. It's just wow. on, pa- on pause. Of course, but <laughs> It'll be there when 
the doors open again once the magic is brought back. Yes. So phase two of the Super Nintendo World Project is a Donkey Kong roller coaster, which for me is like that hits my prostate hard because I was really oh. a Donkey Kong kid. Oh, so you're going to be rolling down a damn barrel. Baby. On a, on, on, on a loose railroad. Baby, watch me plummet. Suspended in midair. Oh, watch me, watch me. And by the way, the roller coaster is supposed to jump the rails. So that's a thing. Oh, like the Donkey Kong things do. Girl, they have the technology to at least make it look like that's what's happening. Oh, my God. I whatever they do with Zelda, once that ride comes out, I will cry. I will cry. I've seen some concept art that's like that's like a theater in the round show where the seats move <gasps> based ba- around in like a 360 fashion and they can go up and below each other that all cer- center around some a show that's happening in the center of the stage and it's themed to Zelda. So like it's like Carousel of Progress? No. Well, yes, but the but, but seats actually, actually go around each other and oh. like like it's like a I'm not, it's like a three-dimensional, almost like um, theater in the round show. Like like one one group of seats will go this way and then the other will go under, under this it. way? Yeah, yeah. So basically oh, like it, it, can, it, it can in a circle switch its um, arrangement or like uh, it, your POV. I bet you it'll be like a time travel component or like light world, dark world thing that, that, that Zelda always does. Oh, that that'll be one to go see. That's just the rumor I heard for that one. And then, of course, by proxy of all this, they also own Pokemon. So there's probably going to be a Pokemon thing put into the theme parks as well once they can get their footing and put the money into it. But yeah, lots I'm of shaking. I'm lots shaking. of stuff. And also, I was a crazy Pokemon kid. You and I have not talked enough about Pokemon. You have you have a slumbering gamer in, in you. deeply. Like like when my mother would punish me when she would come in and say, you're punished. It was because I was like late to dinner because of video games and she would always take video games away. It was always what I lost for two days when I was being bad. Oh my God. Because I was you're addicted punished. to it. You're punished. You know what? Ah. You're punished. Pokemon's a thing though that I think they can either nail or it's 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 a binary thing. They can either nail it or they can fuck it up really badly and like have it fully not realize the the potential of the franchise. Or just look stupid. Like the thing is, like you should put money into the audio animatronics of it all for those things to like imagine like I don't know like, like a majestic birds thing. You know what I would love uh, a concept of a ride which is like you have to go like capture the majestic uh, birds and like that was like the the thing because birds absolutely rock. And, Birds rock. And also, there's something really intriguing to me about the fact that no one can catch them. Like, I loved that about the Pokemon lore when I was, like, playing them, that no one owned them. And I was very into the cards. One time, I lost my Pokemon cards, and I was depressed for eight months. And then we found them in a closet. Insane. The, the cards were a moment. Cards were definitely a moment. Did you keep those little counters, those counter beads? Because it was mostly a collector's thing. Because there were very few people who would actually play you in a Pokemon. Well, match. no, I never played. I obviously tra- like the competitive thing about it to me was the trading of it all. Like I would get into legit fights with kids at school, and one time I got into a bad fight with my cousin Michael because I had two Venusaurs and he had a Blastoise, and I I was like he had one Blastoise, and I was like if I give you my Venusaur, well, can I get your Blastoise? And he did it. And then my aunt called me later because he had been crying because he made a huge mistake in a bad trade. And I was like, he did make a bad trade, 
but he, but we did it and we said no tradebacks and or no takebacks or whatever. And I was just mm-hmm. like thinking the other day, what an insane thing that was. Like it was a verbal contract and Elaine <laughs> and you were abiding. Can I say I'm going to say the most beautiful holographic card and it's not what you think it is. I would it's love to hear this. Charizard was not a beautiful, was not an aesthetically beautiful card. No, honestly, it's it is the most iconic, but it's not the most beautiful. It's not the most beautiful. Like like the one twenty HP was like there to like punch you in the face and be like, "Hey, bitch, I have hundred twenty HP." The power and the rarity of it all, and the novelty, yes. But the most beautiful, beautiful holographic card was, in fact. The Blastoise. It was such a such a gorgeous color blue silver Deep like blue. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. heart of the ocean vibes. Yeah, it was really really great. You know what I always like thought was a striking card was the Zapdos. I was like, this one really gets mm. it across. Like you are this. Like you are a electrical are. bird. We stand electrical bird. Well, first of all, I'm looking at on eBay. Blastoise is going for five hundred dollars. Zapdos is going for 140, unfortunately. I would get a Charizard, a Blastoise, and a Venusaur, and I would frame that in my house and put it on the goddamn wall. Like in your current home? Yes, I would do that. That's that's sort of what's starting to happen right now with my aesthetic anyways. I've just thrown any old thing on the wall. I know. Because I do not have taste, but I would put that on the wall. It to me is a conversation piece. I know what piece. to get you for Christmas. Girl. It's a conversation piece. I know what to get you for next year's Christmas. Damn. Darling Remember? Dear. So this is sort of getting into Pokemon culture, but I do have a crazy question that I have to ask you, which is this. Did you have Pokemon uh, red or blue? I had blue. Okay. I had red. Interesting difference between us. Red red was top, blue was bottom. Interesting. I believe that to be true. Yeah. Which is, of course, how we always sort of... That's that's very Matt and Bob. That's the binary. That's the always. binary. But what would you choose as your starter? Would you choose a squirrel? Would you choose a Bulbasaur or would you choose a Charmander? I did not make this rule until much later. I had I had multiple playthroughs of Blue. First playthrough, I decided to go with Charizard, uh, Charmander. Interesting. Struggle through those first few gyms. Yeah, really hard in the beginning, which is why I never pick it. First three gyms, you could, Charmander did nothing against Rock, nothing against Water, nothing against uh, Electric. Mm-hmm. Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge. Lieutenant Surge, who, by the way, hot. Oh, yeah. But then... Daddy. And Brock, too. Misty, even. I mean, Misty was hot. Brock and Misty, the tension was really thick. And honestly, it was very Harry, Ron, Hermione, where you kind of knew that it was, Harry was not it. It was very the Ron and Hermione sexual moment. But listen, I think canonically in the anime slash manga... Misty and Ash were supposed to end up to, like the, the romance was between Misty and Ash. I think Brock, a lot of people have projected like some queerness onto, which I don't mind. I won't refuse. And I love that actually. Ash seems the gayest to me, but anyway, you go. Well, then I was just going to say that um, since then on my playthroughs, I've always chosen, usually I've always chosen the water type. So I did play with Squirtle. Pokemon Silver, I chose Chikorita. Then I restarted and chose Cyndaquil. And then I mm-hmm. restarted again and chose, like, Silver is regarded as the, maybe the best of the of the games. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of am inclined to agree because you're able to go to multiple lands and get a total of 16 badges. Yeah. But I played all three of the starters in silver. But I'm sorry, to answer your original question, I started with Charmander uh, and then on another playthrough had Squirtle. So I always was gravitating towards Squirtle 
first in the mm -hmm. beginning um and i did obviously the cutest beat the, i beat i beat the game very successfully with blastoises uh, like as my number one mm -hmm. then i had maybe my most successful game at that point with the venusaur venusaur gets insanely <sighs> good towards the end but yes. i'll tell you this i don't know how this happened but my most memorable playthrough of pokemon red the the time i remember having the most fun with it because i just crushed guess what my number one like chief attack pokemon was number one on my roster arbok it was primeape primeape i was that is top killing energy. the and i was obviously fucking holes because i was just <laughs> primeape I, I don't know what it was i was being such a top <laughs> i was a little top punching you were a little top meanwhile i was over here with my wiggly tough doing thundershock on all of these little whores I live for you, Queen. Wigglytuff and Clefable, you could not tell. I, I couldn't have enough moonstones, honey. Put them on the Jigglypuff and the Clefairy. It is peak Bowen Yang to beat the game of Pokemon with a Wigglytuff that, or a Clefable. That is, that, as they say, rocks. The three from first gen, Clefable, Wigglytuff, Girl. Chansey. Your pink Woo! tanks. Your pink heavy tanks. Who could learn multiple Lilith types Fair. of moves? <laughs> Lilith Fair. Lilith Fair, multitudinous girls who studied, who were able to razor leaf. Call me Dr. Chancy. Call me Dr. Chancy. Dr. Clefable. Four degrees. They have all, they all have four degrees. Four degrees. I'm like, I'm like coming in there like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's fucking fight, dude. Oh, I am giving no. you Primeape. Primeape. Who else did you have? Do you remember? Oh my god, I, I I fucked it up with a Charizard once. I fucked it up. I, the mm. three beginning types, I would just build them so strong that they were just monsters at the end. So it was usually them. But I'm telling you, the outlier, I I got a man key at some point, and then it turned mm. and ended up turning into a primate. And I was just like, this girl is going to take me all the way, <laughs> and she did, girl. The Hall of Fame. She with her metal bracelets. She was, she had jewelry. She had jewelry. But to bring it back to Mario for a second, another Mario game that I was obsessed with was the Mario RPG on Super Nintendo. Yes. Yeah, oh Mario my RPG. God. Iconic. Iconic. Incredible Iconic. storytelling. I yes. never beat it. I always got to the end with that huge beast, the like cloud or whatever fighting. And I was just like, I can never beat this. I always got to the end. You need to play RPGs more. I, you're probably right. Guess what? You are a fucking whore for storytelling. I mean, you're right. You would love, you would love some of these games. Oh my God. Maybe this is the year. Maybe that's one of my resolutions is this is going to be the year that I sort of dive into the RPG of it all. Like You're missing. It's truly like, I feel like Bong Joon-ho telling people. I feel you're disappointed in me sometimes. I'm not disappointed it. in you. I'm not disappointed in you. I just feel like Bong Joon-ho telling people to like watch movies with subtitles. I'm like, play some of these video games, y'all. Like the stories you're missing out on. Shit. Ooh, and didn't they tell you in dramatic writing too? Like at NYU at the they time, really they really like, didn't. They really didn't. They didn't. Nope. I th I thought like at, I thought like a lot of screenwriting programs at the time were just like guys. Like the next frontier is video games. And <laughs> that like, is not something I recollect. No, really. Okay, because but they're right. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of catch up. I'm playing some old, old, old quote unquote stuff. Like I'm playing The Last of Us for the first time. Still, it's it's taking me months, but it's like incredible storytelling. It it feels like. 
it's oh my god matt it's like <laughs> eric grossen i remember on a way on the way back from the story pirates show was like it's the Citizen Kane of games. It was like this, this storytelling. <laughs> anyway, it was a very Eric Gerson. Like we love him to death. We love, we love him Gerson to so death. Much. I mean, well, he gets all this stuff. Like he gets all this stuff. He 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 can give you some guidance. He gets like what I mean by gets all this stuff is he gets the stuff the podcast talks about. My one of my favorite straight men I've ever met. Oh, we love Eric and Gerson a talent so capital damn T. A talent sissy's baby. Here's the fucking deal. Um, I could talk about this for hours, and we may have to hours. just. This might be a sort of like true launching like peak. Pad. It, it, it. We are ending this year because this was the last episode <gasps> of the year. Um, on the highest point, which is a realization that the twelfth day of culture was this Super Nintendo world coming to us because of what it meant to each of us. Yes, and honestly, the shop talk we just did about Pokemon gameplay. Mama, that is a world uncovered. If you didn't hit pause or open up a YouTube app or something else in the middle of that conversation, thank you for sticking with us. I think it's going to touch some girls. I think some girls are going to feel very touched. And I think I'm going to see some girls pop in Pokemon Red or Blue. I think I'm going to see some girls who maybe get to step in in terms of revisiting... You know the the all the dolls, the Ash, Blastoise, Squ- Miss Charm, Tarzard. If you want to revisit that, you download Pokemon Let's Let's Go Eevee or Let's Go Pikachu because it's just Pokemon Red and Blue, but remade into 3D. Anyway, we can we're done talking about this. Reader, thank you so much for embarking on this journey with us. What a year! What a year! We love you guys to the depths. I mean, this was I honestly depths. feel that this was our favorite year collectively all episodes taken into account of Lost Culturistas. This was our favorite year of doing it, which is cr- crazy, but we felt like every episode we had fun and let's just talk about iHeart. Let's just talk about all of our incredible people there. I mean, Anna, let's give it up for Anna. Anna. We love you. Give it up for Anna. Hot Engineer Doug. Doug, Hot Engineer Doug. We have Hot Producer Anna, Hot Engineer Doug. Doug, I was going to call him out for, you know, not caring for, you know, some of our favorite vocalists, but no. And then, of course, we have Hot Head of Content Hans. Let's just... Let's just give it up. Who came up with the idea for 12 Days of Culture. And he, he and, and that straight man needs credit. And we give him the credit. And, and of course, the Big Money Players Network, Will Farrell, you are our Father God. Father God. We love you, Will Ferrell. <laughs> we love you. And um, and uh, of course, my sister. My sister, of course, my sister. My joy. My joy. I I love you more and more each year. Well, thank this God. is a friendship that has endless, endless, endless depths to it. Oh, well. I'm so happy to see you every week. Yeah, each and every week. And to now find out that there's still places to go, which is niche Pokemon gameplay speak. You always learn when you're talking to a friend. You always learn when you're talking to a friend. You always learn when you're talking to a friend. You always learn when you're talking to a friend. And that's how we ended. I don't think we ended on on Dido this time. That's the lesson from the 12 Days of Culture. And this applies to everybody. You always learn when you're talking to a friend. Thank you for being ours. And that being said, (laughs) thank you you for giving me the best best of of culture.
chopped up like it's an American Idol finale. And we rarely stand <laughs> up by next to you. What? <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 